0: How the heck are you, man? Girl, sorry. How the heck are you, got people? I suck at being inclusive. Anyway, thanks for listening. We're back with another 10 minutes together. Today I want to talk about God's will that mysterious little circle you got to wiggle your way into, and hopefully you're not outside of it because storms are coming to those outside of the circle. I'm just kidding. But unfortunately, some people really think that is the case. You hear all the time, especially in Christian circles, and if you're not in a Christian circle, this may be uh, unfamiliar to you, but those of uh, you who sort of exist in that world, you may have heard a phrase like, it just may not be God's will, or... You just gotta find God's will or Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh and you know what? Sometimes it's just an easy answer. And it serves it, a couple purposes. Number one, it just seems like an easy right answer that you can give someone. <laughs> uh which is unfortunate because it means you're not really thinking through their issues or or their circumstances. Um, And number two, it's quite scary when you think about it, uh, because what it ends up being is God's will is this thing that you can't really know for sure, but you've got to do this mysterious jungle gym in hopes to find it, and even though you can't be sure, hope that you're there and do whatever that thing is, wherever that thing is that you've sort of mysteriously come to. Uh, And you know what? That is not helpful. And I'm hopefully going to make God's will much more exciting for your life. And uh, I came to this um, idea after going to school and spending time with, people much smarter than myself, spending time with friends who were much smarter than me, um, spending time with my wife, who just spending time with a lot of people who think hard about things and who have come from different experiences, different walks of life, and it's helped shape this idea for me. Um, And when I sort of came to understand what God's will really was, it was incredibly freeing And it makes life exciting and not scary. Which is kind of what finding God's will elicits. To terror. Like, if you don't find it, you're doomed. As if it's some very specific plan. Now, there is a scripture verse in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, that people quote all the time. It's even hanging in their, you know, it's even hanging in their uh, houses on... Wood, you know, like plywood planks, spray painted on, or, or gr- kind of graffitied on, whatever it is, to look kind of neat. And it's, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then people take that to say, God has a specific plan for everyone. A very, very specific plan. And you better not veer off of His plan. And that is scary. That's scary. I don't want to veer off of the plan. I want to do the right thing. Uh, And then it also makes God out to be this sort of like, this guy who whispers into your ear, Hey, I have a plan for you. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. You just have to figure it out. But if you don't figure it out, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) And uh, I'm here to tell you that that's not... That's not how God is. God does have a very specific thing he wants you to do. And and he has a very specific will for you. But it's not as specific or specific in the way that it's normally talked about. Here it is. Drum roll, right? God's will for your life is that you would love your neighbor. And that is pretty much it. So let's unpack that. Jesus comes to Galilee. He's preaching. He's going all over the um, Near East in Israel, all over. And he starts preaching. And he's talking about things like about the kingdom. He's giving sermons about those who bring peace, those who, uh, you know, feed the hungry, those who give water to the thirsty, give shelter to the homeless, yada, yada, yada. And he essentially says, if... These are things you do. The kingdom belongs to you. All the specifics of where you need to live, who you need to marry, how many kids you're supposed to have, what kind of job you're supposed to have, goes completely, um, un- is never discussed by Jesus. His only concern with the people he's come to minister to is that they do not neglect their neighbor. And folks, that is God's will. God's desire, his plan, his purpose, his, his um, specific agenda for you is that you would love your neighbor and love your God. And the rest of it is up to you. The world is your oyster. And I got to tell you that was so freeing to me when I came to understand that the idea that God is not hyper concerned about whether or not I'm drinking orange juice, or living in the right city, or marrying or married married to the right woman. God just concerned that I'm not walking by a homeless person without considering his position, or whether or not I'm. Giving my money or giving my possessions or giving my resources away to people who may not have those, that money or those possessions or those resources. That's what he's concerned about. And if I'm doing that, that all the other details are up to me. And as long as I'm not neglecting the people around me who I know are in need and who God has called me to serve and, and to love... I'm good, baby. You're good, baby. The world is your oyster. So, my wife and I, my Ray really helped me understand that idea, which is so awesome because I went to school to get a undergraduate degree in biblical studies. I was on my on a track to do a PhD. She's not. She's a nurse. She didn't study the same materials I was studying, and yet she helped me understand what it meant. To know the will of God. And at the end of the day, when we stand before the Lord and say, Lord, we cried out, Lord, Lord. And he says, yes, you may enter the kingdom. It's going to be based on whether or not you loved the orphan or fed the hungry or gave water to those who were thirsty. And there's a story in the Bible of people who said, God, we cried, Lord, Lord. And he looks at them and says, I do not know you because when I was thirsty, you did not give me a drink. Well, he actually compares, he he puts himself in the shoes of the thirsty person, the hungry person, the homeless person. I, I was there with them and you ignored me. So it's by your actions. It's loving your neighbor. It's loving your friends loving your enemy. It's changing the world with love. That's God's will. Everything else is free game. So go live your life. Don't neglect your neighbor.